Are you a passionate business owner or entrepreneur ready to take your message to the world? Do you dream of launching your own podcast but don't know where to start? Introducing my eight-week Start Your Podcast program designed to guide you every step of the way in creating and launching your podcast. In this program, you'll learn the essential skills needed to craft engaging content, record high-quality episodes, and market your podcast effectively to reach your target audience. I will work closely with you providing personalized guidance and feedback to ensure your podcast stands out in a crowded digital space. But hurry, spots are limited and applications for our upcoming cohorts are closing soon. Don't miss this opportunity to turn your podcast dreams into a reality and launch your podcast this summer visit our website donnaede.com forward slash apply and apply now to secure your spot in our next cohort together let's make your podcasting vision a success welcome to the society of professional wedding vendors podcast my name is donna i am your host and today we have beju Solanki on the podcast he is a performance psychologist and today we're going to be talking all about Attitudes Towards Change. podcast everybody thank you for joining us today I have a fantastic guest with me today his name is Beju Solanke and he is going to tell you a little bit about who he is and what he does um, and then we're going to jump into a podcast that's all going to be about attitudes towards change so Beju thank you so much for coming on the podcast today can you tell us who you are and what you do well thank you first of all Donna for inviting me I'm really honoured to um to come on your podcast and talk to talk to your audience. Um, very brief background, and I'm going to throw it back to you because you saw something in some of my posts to invite me on. So it'd be good to know what you saw that might be relevant for the audience. Absolutely. So I'm a perform I'm a performance psychologist. I my background's in psychology. I used to teach psychology. I was a psychology lecturer for a number of years way back when. And uh, then I was uh, I worked in the city for a number of years, five nine years as a sales director before. In 2007, shows my age, where I left to start my own coaching and training business. And since then, I've been working with entrepreneurs, business owners to help them uh, scale, make their businesses profitable. And I use sort of a model around understanding your game. I think business and life is a game. And I talk about games, which we're going to talk about in a, in a moment during this podcast. So yeah. I'm going to throw it back to you. So what made you... You obviously, we, we, it's the first time we've spoken. So, yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually um, got invited to a group on LinkedIn and Beju is in that group. And so I sort of came in it towards the end of a week where he had done a series of posts all about attitudes towards change. And it sort of really resonated with me, especially at the moment and especially for my industry. So with weddings, you know, definitely not taking place at the moment. And we have had a terrible year where it's kind of been, you know, completely stopped then really small and for couples especially sort of deciding whether they're going to go ahead or not some of them having to have postponed two or three times this year because you know when it first came in back in March they were like oh yeah it'll only be a few months we'll do it in the summer and then summer came and it was like well you can but you can only have 15 people and it's just been devastating and I saw this attitude towards change and I thought do you know what that there are vendors out there that are putting a positive spin and keeping their their pep in their step as it were and I just think it'd be really nice to sort of go into how we can sort of change our attitude a little bit, um, look at things in a little bit of a different light. And I thought you were the perfect person to come on and help us oh. sort of guide us through that. 
Thank you so much, Donna. Well, I'll be very, yeah, very honoured to, to talk about that. That series of posts on LinkedIn, which I'm sure if you put the link out to the group, yep, they can absolutely. see those series of posts. A lot of what we're going to talk about today is, is on that. So, so yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, attitude, people think, oh, yeah, it's good to have a great attitude. We all know that intellectually, right? There is not a person who's not listening to this who has some element of um, integrity, knows that attitude has a big impact, but stuff, life, emotion, whatever gets in the way. Right, really we get does. angry, we get emotional, we get sad, we get high, we get low, and it's easy to have a great attitude when things are going well. It's the easiest thing in the world. The sportsman who, when things are working out, he looks like a great player. Mm. But when things aren't working out, can he look like a great player? You know, as a parent, it's great when your children are behaving themselves. You're the best <laughs> parent in the world. I have all these techniques to be a great parent. Look at my children. But as soon as they misbehave, you're the worst parent. In yeah. business, when your customers are there, you're a great business person. And when you have things in control and you can, uh, you know, where it's your supply, whether you're providing a service or a product and the market buys your thing, everything is great. Because the only problem, oh, I haven't got time to send out the invoices. What a great problem to have, you know. And now we're in a situation I know we're talking about the wedding industry, but this is applicable because I work with all types of businesses. Yeah. Applicable in all industries at various levels. We're in a situation now where there are a number of things outside our control which is having a direct impact on our business. And you could argue that before this pandemic hit, is yes, politics, whether you talk about Brexit or anything in politics, has an impact on business. However, there's usually a lag. If something happens in the world or politics... And there's a, there's a lag between it happening there and it affecting us on the ground mm. in real time. So in that lag, we can prepare, we can adjust, we can pivot, and we might have cash flow that we can rely upon or adjust our business. But we're in a situation now where something can happen on a Monday outside our control, and on Tuesday we have to change. Mm. Yeah, And that's the biggest challenge for a lot of people. And... I know we're talking within the wedding industry, which has been hit, like hospitality, wedding, anything event-based where it requires a, a crowd to be around, it's massively hit. And attitude has various, various different elements to it. And I know that I talked about it in my series of posts. What are you seeing, Donna, that you feel that we could, we could address around that? Um, I think for the wedding industry in particular, I've just seen um, it is that kind of, it's that all-consuming, especially when people have put so much into their business. And and the thing around weddings is, and I know we're going to talk about it in a minute, which I want to sort of bring up is this um, how to not be attached to the outcome, um, which I think is great. But it's weddings are so emotional and they're so emotion-based and people who work in the wedding industry are usually very emotional people and very much in it because of the love of doing it and it's not just a job to them so we do get very attached um, very attached to our couples very attached to how our customer service is affecting them and you know through this it, it's just been obliterated and you know it, it's so hard to sort of pick yourself up and continue and I mean I've only been with the industry in this capacity since April so I kind of started in lockdown and 
I have struggled, you know, to try and keep that positive outlook because I see myself as being, you know, a point for the industry to come to. And if I can't stay positive and if I can't put a spin on something and if I can't turn something around for them and give them a different perspective, then how are they supposed to do it? And it's it's kind of that kind of um, situation that we're kind of finding ourselves in. And so one of the things that you spoke about in your posts was the idea of leaning in or leaning away. And I wondered if you could just expand on that for us and uh, tell us yeah. what, what you meant by that. On the surface level, in everyday life, leaning in, if you metaphorically, if you visualise, what does leaning in mean? It means you go into something. You know, you don't, you're not, you're not pushed away. You're not running away from something. So the principle of leaning in in the context of attitude is whether things are going well or not well, you lean in, yeah. right? The other aspect is leaning away then. Does that mean that's negative? No, in this context, leaning away is taking care of yourself. So pre-COVID, I would say leaning away is running away. You're not taking responsibility. You are flagging from, you know, you're procrastinating. That's how yeah. I def define lean away before. But what I'm thinking now is actually no one wants to really lean away. They're, they're forced to lean away because of stuff. You know, things aren't working well. That You don't want to turn the news on until, in case they say, wed no wedding, no more weddings until end of 21. Oh, my God. Yeah. You don't want to hear the bad news. So when you lean away, it's say, well, I'm leaning away to take care of myself, right? And whatever self-care looks like for you, whether that's exercise, meditation, whatever it looks like for you, reading a book, going for a walk, everywhere is to self-care without guilt. Yeah. You self-care without guilt. Now, leaning in is about, right, what is leaning into your business and whatever that looks like. So going on from that, when we talk about the controllables, is we can't control. We have no idea, especially in your industry. You don't know what's going to happen. And there's probably someone that could have a wedding today, but they don't want just two people there, you know, the two witnesses and the couple. There's no point. It's a celebration. It's all the things that come with it. And you as your vendors your audience are part of that experience. The photographer, the cake maker, the, the hotel, the organizer, and all they, they're part of that love. And like you say, they don't do it for the money, they do it for the joy. And a lot of businesses do that as well. So when you lean in, you say, What can I control today? What can I do today? Mm. The thing about the business that you're in in terms of wedding industries is it's gonna pop. There's gonna be a point where there's going to be some signal from the government, which means you're allowed more than 30 people at a place. You're allowed to have crowds and all the rest of it. When it pops, you're going to have couples ringing the phone, mm. right? Because they are desperate to get their weddings done. They are desperate to celebrate whatever they, their nuptials and all the rest of it. And you guys have got to be ready. If you are ready when the government says, right, you can do it now, and you start getting ready now, it's too late. Mm. It's too late. Yeah. Right. You've got to think of yourself as a Grand Prix race. Right. Is when the when the flag says go, you've already have got spent three months preparing. Yeah. So you can have the attitude of thinking, oh, my God, they don't understand the wedding industry. They decimated my livelihood. Blah, 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 blah. I have this saying, which is not mine. I'm not claiming it. But people <laughs> say within the personal development is it's very simple. but It's very hard. to. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. It can't be anything else. Yeah. It literally can't be anything else i want to have four more clients i haven't got them well, it is what it is now unless i do something about getting my four more clients mm -hmm. so lean in 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 small segments so don't get overwhelmed if, as soon as you find yourself getting overwhelmed and and you feel like um it's getting too much lean away to self-care not yeah. lean away to run away mm. and the great thing about your organization is this right 
is your organization is, is position yourself whereby you can say to your vendors, you're not alone. You might be a photographer. The photographer is going through the same thing that the cake maker is going through. Yeah. To speak to each other. Yeah. Sometimes when you speak, the problem is not halved, it's just understood. And when the problem is understood, all of a sudden, it's amazing how it can become more manageable. Yeah. So leaning in and leaning away sort of takes on that that concept. It's about leaning to be productive, lean away to be to take self-care. Mm. And I think you brought up a really, really good point there, which actually echoes my post for today that I put out on social media, which was that, you know, who wants to have an absolutely fantastic 2021 start planning it now because Mm. we have got you know we're in this little lockdown at the moment and we can't do anything so use this time to plan because if you don't use this time to plan and if you're not still showing up for your people on social media they're not going to remember who you are Mm. um so plan now use your social media wisely and be there when others aren't and you're putting yourself ahead of the game already so i think that's that's really good that you brought that up Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about was this idea of NATO, Um, because I've got my I've written some things down here um, that I wanted to talk about. But I wanted you to kind of explain what it is first. And then I kind of I'll give you my my little bit on it after you kind of explain what it is. The NATO is an acronym, as you mentioned, NATO is an acronym. The acronym is uh, not the the you know the peace thing in <laughs> it's not attached to outcomes so what i mean by that is we run businesses because we want to earn a living and we want to earn money but also it's not just about the money it's about giving a great service but we also we want to be rewarded for it so mm. we want we want to have nice things we want to earn money and then when you're attached to the very thing that you want and that has a hold on you it can affect productivity so i use the example of sports people right mm-hmm. is um, what do you what's do you have a favourite sport, Donna? I'm going to use an example that you like, if you like any. Tennis. Go on. Tennis, perfect. Tennis, right? Tennis is a great example, right? So if you take a, a Grand Slam match, usually you know men's is five sets and the women is three sets, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when you go onto the tennis court, we know you have to win six games to get a set, or maybe seven if it's a tie break, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have to win three of those to win the match, or two of those, depending, right? It's very simple. So the outcome, we know what we want the outcome to be. I will win two sets or three sets to win the match. We don't have to discuss that no more. So what the tennis player has to focus on is their game, right? I can't control what the other person, I I have to respond to the other person because if they serve to my backhand, I have to hit the backhand back. If they serve to my, if they drop volley, then I have to come into the net, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, right? So I have to make my game the best game possible to ensure that I take control of the point and react accordingly. Mm-hmm. Okay? If I do that, the result will look after itself. All right? If on the day, on paper, I'm a better player than the other person, but on the day they play better than me, they might beat me. Fine. Mm-hmm. All I can do is influence the result. But uh, do you remember a time, you might know this, there was a, a Polish women's champion who I think there was, is very famous that she choked or something, or she was playing against Steffi Graf years ago. I can't oh remember goodness. her name. Right? Anyway, she was on the final, and she was um, uh, about to win, and she completely, what in sporting terms, called choke. Yeah. You know, she lost, she just couldn't serve, her ball was going out, and all the rest of it. Because she saw the end goal. She saw, oh my God, I can be Wimbledon champion. Mm-hmm. That attachment to the outcome impacted her performance. 
So what I talk to entrepreneurs about is, right, do everything you do to ensure you get what you want, but you do not attach yourself to outcome. Meaning, for example, I, I, I do a bit of sales training and sales coaching as well. And you do everything. You serve the client. You listen to the client. You provide them the, the, the proposal. You talk to them about the proposal. You show them the features and benefits. You deal with the objections. But whether they say yes or no, you don't attach yourself to it. Mm. So if they say no, it doesn't mean that, oh, my God, I must be rubbish. I've got to change it. You just you assess yourself. If they say yes, the same thing. Mm. So it's about understanding that the outcome is what you want, but don't be attached to it. Mm. Right. Think about marriages. Right. You do with the, with the, with the wedding <laughs> world. Right. And unfortunately, I've been you know, I've divorced and in a great relationship now. You learn things. So when you get married, you get married, you know, death do us part and all the rest of it. Yeah. But the intention is to love and honor each other. Mm-hmm. But stuff happens. Stuff happens, right? Life happens and all the other bits and pieces happen. Not discussing the right and wrongs. But you don't go into the marriage with the outcome is we just love and honor each other till death do us part or whatever it may be. But then stuff happens and you deal with it as it comes along. Yeah. And in business, we get too attached to the outcome. So I'm going to do A and B because I want C. C may or may not happen. Mm. I don't know. But if you're saying my next time I execute on A will depend on how C went yesterday, then who's in control? Mm. All of a sudden you're allowing something that you're not in control to influence your performance. Now, this is not about not improving and learning and cajoling. It's the subtle difference between not attaching the emotional energy around an outcome to how you perform. You take an Olympic athlete, for example, they're training for four years. Every day they get up, they do the training, eat the right foods, go to sleep, get up, eat training. Knowing that in four years time, they're going to at the start line and say they come second. If they know they did everything during those four years, can they live with themselves? Mm. They can live with themselves. They just say, just one of those things. But if they say, well, if I don't win that gold medal, the four years was a waste is that really true? Oh my goodness, it's, yeah. So it's about, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, right, I've got a wedding business, I have no idea what's going to happen. It's right, there's certain things you can start doing now. Like you said, Donna, uh, give advice to bride and grooms. Get your offering right. Listen to the market. React to the market. Respond that when the government says pop, you're already way ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. Does that I make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because what I've written down here, and I, and I wrote it out when I was I was working on my notes for the show, and it was like, um, to me, to not attach, um, not attach the outcome was to be adding value to people, giving giving to people, but not necessarily expecting a sale. So within the wedding industry, I think there is a lot of feeling that need to get sales and to get brides booked in and to get couples booked in because you know we haven't worked for a year, but coming out of desperation isn't going to do you any favors you know it will come across desperate but if you come from a place of service which ultimately is what we want to do is want to give them the best experience and for them to have the best day possible if you come from that angle and you just keep serving and keep giving then the sales will come but one thing that I wanted to point out and this was really good and this was on the thread on LinkedIn so I will link it in the show notes and it was from our mutual friend Mac do not bank on anyone going ahead in your time frame. And I thought that was so important for the wedding industry because at the moment, 
brides may not be booking. They may not be picking the phone up and booking because they don't know when they can have their wedding, but they're watching. And you have no idea how many people are watching your posts. And if you're putting out negativity, if you're sort of down in the dumps and things like that, they're going to pick up on that. But if you are giving value consistently, even through all of what we're going through right now, you are going to be the people they pick up the phone to when this is You're, you're so right, Donna. There's two points of things I want to say on that one in terms of no one buys anything so you grow your business. I'm not saying I'm going to get married today because I want to make sure that hotel gets a bit of business. I'm only <laughs> going to get married... My mate's a photographer. He's down in the dumps. Oh, should we get married? I know we can do it two years time, but let's do it now because he needs a bit of business, yeah. right? No one gets married to give business, and we know that intellectually. But then we get like a bit like, oh, they they be talking to me for three weeks about my wedding, and now they've turned around and said they've got another quote that's more expensive. Oh, that's out of order. No, you you can't have that sort of energy. Mm. The second part of it, in terms of um t- uh, time frames, I was, I was talking about this this morning is there's so much uncertainty in the world now Mm. is people are looking for certainty. So this is the role of a wedding vendor until the government says go. Mm. The role of the wedding vendor is to give certainty to their market. Mm. So the photographer has got to talk about uh, when the wedding occurs, what they, what, how they're going to make sure they get the best pictures. The hotel industry, they, no, the the cake maker is when we're when the wedding goes is how fantastic the cake's going to be and what they're doing about it. Mm. So sell certainty. They don't want. They're not buying the cake. They're not buying the 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 photographer. They're not buying the silver service. They're buying that you are you are you've got their back and you you're going to make sure their wedding is their best wedding. And all you got to do is say I'm ready and we're ready. Mm. You don't have to do anything else. That's yeah. what they want. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's such a good point. I think it's so, so valid right now. Um, mm. So the last thing that I wanted us to go through, and we've, we've touched on it um, throughout the episode, is the, the focus of what we can control versus the influence. So I know that in your post, um, I think it was the Thursday post, you actually put a list. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I'm yeah. good. I do my research. <laughs> I think it was the Thursday. You did a list of um, the yeah. things that we can control. So I think it's quite important that the wedding industry hears that actually there's quite a lot that we can control at the moment. So could you go through that for us? It's, again, it's not only applicable for the wedding industry, but for all industries. But but like you think, number one, I put is time. I people think time. Can I control my time? is it's been proven that there's 24 hours in the day just to let is you know it? yeah <laughs> well actually someone made that up because well, why didn't they create a 25 hour day but anyway that's that's exactly. the science question right <laughs> it's also been proven that you can't literally save time you can't put it in your pocket and say right i've got this four o'clock i'm gonna put this four o'clock to five o'clock hour in my pocket and use it later mm-hmm. can't do it right what you can do though is ensure that you use the time to the best of your ability. Again, on the surface level, it sounds obvious. Mm. There's one word I never use or never will tolerate is busy. Mm-hmm. If someone says to me they're busy, I said, you're a mug. It's a mug's game being busy. Because mm. busy says to me, you're, you're not productive or you're not efficient. So rather be efficient and productive. So if, you're, if I'm speaking to a wedding vendor now who thinks, well, actually, there's no one ringing me. Right. So ask yourself, one hour, what can I do now to offer the market some value? What, another hour, what can I do to get my systems right? Another hour, let me ring a couple of vendors just to see, can we exchange some ideas, do a little bit of a brainstorming about how to do, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So make the time work for you. So you can control your time if you get your attitude right. Mm. The second thing, your energy. 
energy is everything. When you were, when we're, and I don't mean like energy work, yeah, being hyper. <laughs> I mean balance. I mean balance. Yeah. And this goes back to self care. If you don't feel balanced and you try and be productive, you're not going to produce your best work. So lean away, do some self care, read, go for a walk, sleep, whatever it is, and then come back to it. The fact, you know, we've got this time now because of lockdown and other bits and pieces that. Again, I appreciate people's family situations might be different with young kids. Is you can say, okay, I'm going to work at nine o'clock in the evening once the kids are asleep, but make sure that hour's really productive. Don't beat yourself up about it. So the energy you can control, uh, you can control your actions, but that's linked back to your to your energy and time. Yeah. Your choices. Do you choose to say? Do you choose to be a victim or do you choose to be a victor? Simple yeah. as that. Now, victim mindset. It's not fair. Victim mindset. Why are they doing it to us? A victim mindset. It's okay for them. You don't understand my situation. A victim mindset is someone who feels that they've been picked on. Or you can say, do you know what? I'm in a, such a privileged position because I need to do what I need to do now to look after my life, my business, my family. But my clients are going to be gagging to want me to be their solution. I need to be in my best place then. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think your society is a great place because... Wedding vendors, I'm assuming like any other industry, because you're sort of freelance, you do your thing, can be quite isolating at the best of times. They work in isolation, right? Is I would encourage all your members, say, right, let's use this forum, the society forum, to collaborate. Let's have joint Zoom calls. Let's get on there. Let's exchange ideas. Even if it means about maybe having a five-minute bitch, but then also being productive about it. Use this platform to create organized events together before the industry is ready so that your time your energy your actions your choices your thoughts now i when i was typing this out i was thinking hang on when things are when when you're if you're balanced and you there's not a a mental mental health issue you can control your thoughts but then there's an argument as people depend on mental health situation they can't control their thoughts Mm -hmm. and i get that but the principle i'm talking about is if you know your thoughts are running away from you lean away self-care do something about it talk to someone depending on the severity of it whether it's professional help or just a friend the last thing which encompasses all your attitude you can control your attitude it's very easy look i won't i won't hide you know people listen to this may not have heard me before but if you google me you'll see a lot of stuff that i do but i wasn't in a great place two or three weeks ago because i got angry with what was going on in the world i don't allow that to happen but i recognized that in me i said right and i took some time out I, I didn't I didn't feel guilty of I'm not as productive as I could be. I wasn't there for my clients. So I need to mm. take some time out for myself. And I did not feel guilty about it. Yeah. So your time, your energy, your actions, your choices, your thoughts and your attitude are what you can control. Mm-hmm. If you control those to the best of your ability, that will influence the result. Mm. The result is something, as we talked about, that you're not going to be attached to. Yeah. That you're going to celebrate when it comes and learn from it when it doesn't. And you're able to put yourself in the best possible place to get the best opportunity to get the result that you want if you are controlling all the things that you can control. And I think mm. that is so, so important. It's so important. It's, it's self-awareness. You know, look, there's going to be, t- look, we're coming up to the winter months. It's really, you know, Christmas and depending on when someone's here, someone might be listening to this coming out to it. Yeah. And it's easy to have a great attitude when things are going well. Yeah. Right. When things aren't going well is everybody's got their go-to way of self for me i like to go for a walk i like to meditate a little bit i do, I do exercise and i like to speak to people 
So mm. they're my three go three or four go to things. Yeah. So whatever your go to thing is to to um, some people might say, "Well, it was a glass of wine," which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> right? The occasional glass of wine is all good. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's being aware about it and saying, "Right, okay, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to lean away in self care. What do I do?" Mm. But it's also being responsible around it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is really good because that kind of guides us back to um, a series that I did a few weeks ago, um, which was a a mini self-care series where I had four fantastic people come on and talk about various elements of self-care and what you can do. So if you want to go back to those episodes and listen to them, I will link them in the show notes for you. I think also for people listening to this, it's like saying uncertainty can breed a sense of anger, can breed the, the, the sort of victim mindset. It's completely mm. understandable. So don't feel guilty for doing that. But it's recognizing that's occurring. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then saying, what can I control and what, how can I create certainty around my life? Yeah. And I wanted to give a shout out because, you know, we're sort of saying that, you know, we need to sort of be changing our attitudes and looking at this. But there are a lot of wedding vendors out there who I just want to sort of hold my hands up and say congratulations, because I have seen the collaborations. I have seen the photo shoots that have taken place so that they've got new images to show people that have inspired, you know, um, sparked conversations between vendors you know within the membership we've had a collaboration as well which is fantastic there are vendors out there that are sort of focusing on that positive and I just wanted to sort of highlight that for them and then highlight other things that it can do because even the best intention person the best person that is always positive we all have down days and we all like Mm. you said that you had the other week I had it um the beginning of last week myself I just felt so down that I was like, how can I be a positive beacon for my audience when I feel like I really wanted to scream and shout? And so I did. I pulled back and I, I didn't I wasn't as active um, with the society um, and, and um, social media last week because because I just wasn't feeling it and I didn't want to influence other people with with that kind of feeling so um this has been an absolutely brilliant episode thank you so much Beju, for coming on and sharing that with us i am going to link you in the show notes um so that you can get hold of this guy and connect with him because he has some fantastic tips if you are on linkedin definitely definitely go and connect with him there because every day is a little mini lesson for you so (laughs) can i can i also a lot of the stuff that i talk about i come comes from my book change your game and people can get a free copy a free digital download of that if you i know you, i've got this scorecard and the scorecard yes. measures how strong their game is their game or business and life and if you can put the link out to school change your game scorecard.com if they complete the scorecard at the end of the scorecard there's a link that takes them to download the book for free so a lot of the things i've talked about today and many many more things around how you can change your game are in the book brilliant i shall definitely link that below i think i've got a copy sitting in my inbox waiting for me to read as well so yeah, need to read that then you need to read that then. i don't need to we get can. onto it but we've got a little bit of time now guys so yeah do take some time um, a little bit of self-development goes a long way in my book thank you so much for joining us Bijou. i will link you in the show notes guys come back next week thank you so much everybody speak to you soon bye for now thank you Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.